on air, online, and now in your inbox. Subscribe to the Rural Radio Network newsletter to receive the latest agriculture news, market information, and weather forecasts. Information to help you make decisions for your operation. Subscribe by clicking Newsletter under News tab at krvn.com. Good afternoon. Welcome to the Fontenot Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield. The Governor's Ag Conference is underway in Kearney, Nebraska. That's where I am at. And we're going to talk about a wonderful turnaround Tuesday, not only on the grain, but on the livestock side as well. And of course, we had a WASDE report that came out today. We're going to talk to Sue Martin. Sue is with Ag and Investment out of Clarion, Iowa. And I think let's just start with the WASDE report because there was not a lot of excitement in these numbers today. No, there really wasn't. In fact, and I didn't really think this would be a big mover uh, per se, because usually in March, it's the quarterly stocks report at the end of the month and your prospective plantings. And as far as acres go, uh, a lot of the trade has been so focused on coronavirus and um, economy that it's really hasn't been spending a lot of time talking about acres. So when this report came out, everything just, you know, for 2019-2020, basically there were no changes there other than the USDA and WASDE did lower the farm gate price by five cents a bushel, both in beans and in corn. So you look at those numbers. We know that we've got a bigger report coming out at the end of the month. Do we just kind of move past that and already start focusing on, on planning intentions? Well, I think we will. I think we'll focus on the planning intentions and the weather forecast because of what we dealt with the last two growing seasons but or planting seasons. But I do think, uh, one, we're going to have above normal temperatures uh, in April and, and uh, probably in May into June. In fact, I think our whole growing season is going to be more above normal temperatures. So the key will be getting the rains when we need them. But I also think that... Um, um, feed usage in this quarterly stocks report is going to be interesting. I think, uh, and exports as well, uh, especially to China. I think that uh, the USDA has, um, there's traders who believe that that's been overrated or overestimated both in feed and in the other. Our take was um, that, and I know that we had the cattle inventory report back in January finally admit that we didn't have near the numbers of cattle that you know we all kind of knew in the past year but the usda wasn't coming around with that same thought so you know that would imply less feed usage but in the meantime we still have record amount of poultry record amount of hogs and of course cattle numbers that are pretty pretty good you know so um feed usage should still be pretty dynamite well, we had that, and I talked about at the beginning, this turnaround Tuesday, yesterday, and, and a lot of discussion here at the Governor's Ag Conference was just how down the trade was yesterday, and they were afraid it was going to set the tone for the week. Now, today's kind of put some things into positive perspective. Can we keep this momentum going into Wednesday? Well, I certainly hope so. We have um, we had cycle window timing coming in here for the 10th, so it would start because of um, Monday night being part of today's range, it started with last night, goes through today, and because we do calendar days, it includes tonight. 
Excuse me, I'm sorry. So I have to think, you know, we got a nice turnaround like we should have, but we sure need to need the markets to continue on tomorrow, tonight and tomorrow. Um, what we don't want to see is another turn that we come back down within a few days and take a look at the lows and take them out that we had here yesterday. If we do, that means we've got further to go yet on the downside of these markets. But the news is better. President Trump was uh, going to meet with uh, the House and um, the uh, Senate and uh, discuss a tax program that he has and uh, wage um, taxes or, you know, some waivers for wages and stuff uh, that he has a plan. And, you know, he's kind of had this plan anyway, I think. But this just accentuated the need to do so uh, with uh, people that are employed. And so you're reaching out to the middle class is what you're doing. And so um, I would think, and that's kind of what psychologically turned the markets around today, if you have to have a fundamental reason with that. Um, the dollar, you know, is put way more on than it took off in a day yesterday. And we're up currently one, um, 1,560 points. Um, so that's a pretty good day there. And so 1,560 is where that decimal point should go. And then you've got the Dow up 600. It needs to do better than that um, because it had such a horrible day yesterday. Interestingly, in 2009, um, the Dow had been coming down from um, 2008 highs. It struck a low, and then it bounced, and then it fell again into 2009, and it put its low end for that year on March 6th. I thought that was kind of interesting. So we'll see what happens, but um, I think that uh, the Dow needs to come out of here and push aggressively. But you're in an election year, and you certainly don't know yet who the presidential candidate, uh, running mate, or nominee, I should say, for the Democratic Party is going to be. It's kind of a toss-up right now between... Uh, Joe Biden and Bernie Sanders and so that'll have an effect on the Dow and then you know anything else with the coronavirus you know we're hoping that uh, the warmer weather when it starts to increase will help abate some of these um, viruses that are moving around but the coronavirus is very contagious and and can reinfect more than once the same person where the flu tends to help build some immunity so we'll just see what happens here. But, yeah, lots of moving parts for an election year. And definitely it's just going to keep the marketing component of it interesting as we move forward. It is. Now, I will say in our on my um, website and um, market letter that I send out, we are very low um, or quiet in cash sale recommendations at this time. Well, stick around, folks. When we come back, we're going to talk about the basis and what we're seeing as we move forward, and we'll take a look at the livestock happening as well. Lots happening. It's the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. Welcome back to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield. Continuing our conversation today with Sue Martin of Ag and Investment out of Clarion, Iowa. Let's talk basis again real quick. As you look into spring planting time, how is the basis going to hold out? I think it's going to firm. Farmers, this is going to be one spring, and I think it's going to be earlier than normal. Uh, but this is going to be one time when it starts to get ready. Farmers are going to have spring fever like no other. 
They're going to remember last spring, and so when they can get in the field, they're going to get in and get stuff done. The good side of that is the crop gets in earlier and uh, therefore gets in before you get to your hottest time of the summer, so it might have pollination out of the way for corn. But as farmers get busy and do that, they're not going to be moving grain, and therefore the basis level should remain firm. We did have a question coming from a listener, and they were talking um, ethanol demand. And obviously, we know that as we get closer to summer, we do see that pickup in demand. But they're wondering, because of coronavirus and hearing about less travel, how is that going to have an effect? Or is it going to have an effect on this ethanol market? Well, it will. Um, if we're thinking that the, the pandemic effect will have peaked by the time we get into May. So, and maybe even April, um, especially more so with the country of origin, which is China, and they're already having peaked. They knew about this eight weeks before they let anyone else know in the world. And then it, it got high and, you know, it's kind of like a bell curve and we've reached that peak and it, they're in decline. They are already dismantling uh, temporary hospitals and what have you. So it's in decline there. Um, but, you know, we feel like we're just getting a start of it here. But I think here it's going to move a little faster. We're going to be more proactive. And I think we're going to get through it a lot better. I don't think this is going to hold on into, like, say, May, June. I think we'll see this die out fairly quick. And the key will be with ethanol is fuel prices, crude oil prices, because while the market is rebounding today on the talk of uh, President Trump's actions and his endeavors of what he wants to do to help the country, um, which helped rally markets around the world overnight, I think we still have to keep in mind that as crude um, lifts, you know, because of the hard break we had, that was making it cheap and competitive against ethanol. So. Our bob is uh, higher today, not not as aggressive as what heating oil is, but we could go into spring and all of a sudden, if we see crude oil starting to lift and feeling more confident, you could get this back on a better playing field. So the jury is still out on the ethanol, but for now, at the moment, it seems like ethanol's got to do a little more work to compete. And, you know, grain prices just aren't going much of anywhere uh, at the moment. So, yeah, we're higher today, but we need to hold on to this. And I don't know if we will, if we're totally ready to do that just yet. Well, let's head over to the livestock side. We had the turnaround Tuesday on the grains. We definitely have seen a, a turnaround in the cattle after the limit down trade we dealt with yesterday. There as well. Could we get the momentum to continue into Wednesday? I think we could. The hog market, um, real interestingly... You know, we, I've said all along, I thought our hogs had made a low for the June contract. And on this recent break, we got down and tested the secondary low and then turned. And today, our high took out the last rally high. That's a good sign. But now we need to hold these lows that we had here yesterday on hogs. If we don't, then the market's probably going to feed and take another look at the lows. But I kind of think we have a bottom in the hog market. The key is here, other than people being not going out to eat and um, hitting the restaurants, you know, that type of thing, um, 
one thing we got to say is you're going to have a good grilling season. So if they're hitting grocery stores and getting meat and what have you, and then staying pretty much home, well, you know, in all honesty, they've got good grilling weather almost countrywide. So that is a good thing. It's the restaurant business that's hurting. Now, it's not like they don't have power, so you're not losing product. It'll just sit there. But this demand is not going away, per se. It's just being delayed, and when it comes back, it's going to hit us with full force. Are we going to see any effects, uh, lower numbers on the cash this week, or are they going to be able to, to move forward to the higher as well? Well, I believe in the cattle market. Now, normally, it's been the feeder market you know, uh, leading us up and down and all over the place. I think it's fast right now that's going to lead us. And we need it to push and be aggressive again tomorrow. We didn't close limit up, so we don't have extended limits. And I think the market needs to push on forward. And if it can do that, we could have a little singleton bottom underneath us. What's the best way for folks to get a hold of you, Sue? Well, our number is 1-800-527-0051. And gee, enjoy the good weather and enjoy the uh, uh, program that you're at, the uh, governor's uh, conference. That's good. Thank you so much. Just a reminder, commodity futures and options involve substantial risk of loss are not suitable for all investors. That's a Fontenelle Final Bell on the Rural Radio Network. You're listening to the Rural Radio Network.